Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenlon Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Welcome back to Storyteller Station, friends. I'm so glad you're here. And I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. It is a beautiful day here in Chicagoland. It is sunny and bright and warm. And we had a picnic today and it was just delightful. And so I just, I'm, I'm feeling really good. I don't know. I, I've told you probably a million times now that when the sun is shining, it just makes me feel so much better. So I hope that the sun is shining wherever you are and that you are just feeling, you're feeling fine. Today, I'm really excited to be able to share with you an interview that I did a couple weeks ago with middle grade I would say adventure author, Dustin Brady, and his books are just so much fun. If you have not heard of Dustin Brady, first of all, Google him or go to DustinBradyBooks.com and check out his offerings. He has a younger reader series um, that's um, Layla and Nugget mystery series, and it's so cute. And then he has a standalone, which is Superhero for a Day, which is the book I would like to get my hands on because I really love the looks of the cover and it just sounds great. And then he has the Lost in a Video Game series as well. So check him out and please stay tuned and have a listen to our conversation. And I'll catch you on the other side of that. Enjoy. I just wanted to pop back in really quick before I send you to the interview and let you know that I record on a single track. And so toward the end of this interview, the audio kind of gets off a little bit. And so it sounds like I'm laughing or talking over my guest. And I just want to assure you that I did not do that and would not do that. And unfortunately, due to the app I use to record calls, I can't, I can't edit the audio on different tracks. So my audio and his audio were on the same track. And so if it gets off, then there's nothing I can do about it. So I just wanted to let you know that so that toward the end, you're not thinking, wow, Sarah's really jumping the gun there. (laughs) Because I wasn't, I was very calm. I was very patient and I was very, you know, engrossed in the conversation. I wasn't trying to cut him off. So um, just a little explanation there. So here we go. Enjoy the interview with Dustin Brady. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Good. So nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to connect. I'm excited to do this. Great. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on Storyteller Station. 
Uh, to start out, I'd like to read a little bio, and it's actually from your website, DustinBradyBooks.com. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you can plug your ears. and um... <laughs> Yeah, I will. <laughs> but I, I think it's a great a great bio. So I'm going to share that right now and then we can get into our conversation. Cool. So for those who are listening and don't know, Dustin Brady writes funny action packed books for kids. Although he regularly gets locked out of his own accounts for forgetting passwords, Dustin still remembers the super Mario brothers three game genie code for infinite lives. It's S-L-X-P-L-O-V-S. Dustin lives in Cleveland, Ohio with his wife, kids, and a small dog named Nugget. Yay! That's me. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. I want you to write my, my bio oh, for my man. website. <laughs> no, thank you. I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate writing intros. <laughs> it's like the hardest thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, my least favorite thing. The bios and the blurbs are the hard things to write. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Just give me another book to write. Right. (laughs) So let's, let's dive right in, Dustin, because I'm really excited to hear your story. And um, one of the first questions I always ask my guests is, when did you start telling stories or kind of like what sparked that creativity and kind of sent you into the world of um, writing these adventure stories for kids? Yeah, for sure. So um, the books that I remember as my favorite books that I've, I've ever read in my life um, are the ones I read when I was, I don't know, 10 years old, 10, 12 years old. Um, and for whatever reason, those always stuck the most with me. Um, and I, at that time, I always kind of thought I, I'd like to write a book like that, um, you know, and, and specifically books that were funny uh, and had lots of action in because those are my favorite books to write. Um, and, you know, and I always kind of liked writing. Um, and so, uh, but I don't know, it was just, uh, books are, are, are hard and they're long. And so <laughs> I never got into actually um, writing them for a long time. And so um, I went to school um, for uh, journalism. I, I got a job at a, a small local paper around here for a little bit. Um, and then I worked at a, a magazine for high school sports and things like that. Um, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but I always still had that thing in the back of my mind where I wanted to write a book like that. Um, so, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I finally made up my mind, I'm going to do it. Uh, and so I actually sat down and I made a list of all the things that I was into when I was that age, you know, and it was, um, I don't know, just different things you can remember daydreaming about or, or thinking about all the time. Um, and so at the top of that list, there was this game show called Nickelodeon Arcade. Um, and I don't know uh, if, you, if that's something you remember from like the early 90s. Um, but I remember I only saw it one time uh, when I was 10 years old because I didn't have cable. My friend Anthony Laporta down the street had the cable. So Anthony Laporta was cool. <laughs> and so um, I went to Anthony's house and we watched this show Nickelodeon Arcade. And it was it was just like a normal trivia game show about video games. Um, through most of the half hour but then I remember they go to commercial break the team that won they come back and they have helmets 
elbow pads and knee pads on for reasons that were never made clear. <laughs> and then um, these big metal doors open and smoke pours out. And then the kids run through there, the doors close. And then um, the host turns on a screen and those kids are inside of a video game. Like the, the real kids inside of, um, you know, a real 90s video game. Nice. And, you know, they use green screens and things like that. And But they were playing the game from the inside, it seemed like. And I remember thinking about that all the time. I think, you know, how cool would that be? to be inside of a video game. And that's not a unique thought to me. I'm sure a lot of uh, 10 year old boys think that. Um, but I just remember that really resonated with me. And so I thought I would uh, give it a shot. And so um, I remember sitting down and trying to, to write. I would sit down for a long time. Um, you know, I'd, I'd block off a day to write or something like that. And then I would get a couple sentences in and then, you know, think, ah, oh, I, I should really you know, I need to mow the lawn today or, or my wife keeps bugging me to put up these uh, shelves in the in the hallway and things like that. Um, and so that went on for a little bit. And then uh, a couple of weeks of that go by. And then um, we found out my wife was pregnant with our um, our first child. And for whatever reason, that just kicked me into gear. Uh, and, mm. I, and I wrote that book um, in about two months. Um, and I self-published it and it ended up uh, doing really well and it got, got picked up by a traditional publisher. So um, that's kind of how I got started and it, it, it really took off with that first book. Wow. And the first book was Trapped in a Video Game. Yep. Yeah, it was the first one I wrote. Okay. Cause... And that's not the first one. I remember like having this idea for a story um, for a long time and that story became the second book I wrote, um, Superhero for a Day. Um, and that book just kind of has done nothing. Uh, I really like it. I'm proud of it. I think it's, you know, a good book, but for whatever reason, it just didn't connect. And I kind of think if I would have published that one first, you know, I might've lost a little bit of steam and, and never, um, you know, got that thing that kind of, that, that kept me going a little bit. So, um, I'm really thankful that that, that trapped in the video game was the first one I wrote. Yeah. And now you, you have the trapped in the video game series, and you've got another series. Yeah, um, so I have another series. It's called Layla Nugget Mysteries. Um, and that one is, is uh, aimed for, so Trapped in a Video Game is for, for 9 to 12-year-olds. Um, and, and, you know, generally reluctant readers, um, which are uh, boys mostly. Um, <laughs> and so the Layla Nugget series is um, for, uh, you know, more geared towards younger kids, 6 to 9 um, and, uh, so they're named after my, my daughter's name is Layla and we have a dog named Nugget. Um, and so my daughter's three years old now, um, Layla in the book is, uh, in third grade cause three-year-olds are not good at solving mysteries. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, I wrote those and those were really fun to write. And, and, um, you know, Layla's almost the age where I'll, I'll start reading those to her now. So if she demands more, I'll, I'll write a couple more of those. I'm sure nice. going forward. Nice. And it looks like, are you co-writing with your wife? Yeah. Um, and so uh, that is a little bit of a, um, a different thing. So with that, um, honestly, I thought it would be better. That those books are a little bit more geared towards girls. So I thought it'd be good to have a woman's name on the cover, too. Um, and so my wife, uh, quote unquote, co-writes, co-writes everything I write um, because I give them to her and, and she has a lot of notes for me. And they're always notes that I resist at first. Right? Um, but like a girl wouldn't think that or a girl wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no and, and on any of my books I'm trapped in a video game books and she's like 
I don't think that's good. I don't think parents are going to like that. I'm like, it's fine. And then I'll, I'll send it to my publisher and they'll give me the same. Uh. I'm like, oh man, she was right again. <laughs> um, so anyways, with the, yeah, so she was, you know, she, she was a lot more involved with notes and things like that. I'm um, in the Layla and Nugget books and that was really helpful. Sure. So it sounds like your mission in your storytelling is really to reach the reluctant reader. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it kind of turned into that. The The first um, book I wrote, I, I really just wanted to write a book that I could give to myself when I was 10 years old. And if there was ever a time machine, and it would be my favorite book in the world. And that was kind of my, my goal when I <laughs> wrote the first book. Um, and, uh, you know, just I, I thought this is something I could try and do. And then when I published it, um, it seems like that's the, the crowd that it's really reached um, the most. It's, you know, it's those boys that uh, haven't read anything and, and don't want to read anything and don't think they like books. Um, and, and since I kind of wrote it for that group, um, oh, it connects with a lot of them. I get a lot of notes from parents and, and things like that thanking me for the book. It's, it's a lot of times it's the first book their kid reads cover to cover. So that's really the thing that, you know, has become my mission and the thing that, um, you know, really drives me when I'm creating these books and, and thinking through what to write next. Sure. That's awesome. So you said that you self-published your first book Mm -hmm. and then were you sending out queries at that time trying to get a traditional deal or? Uh, No, I wasn't actually. Um, I just, so I I have a little bit of background. Um, One of the things I've done uh, for a couple of years is um, sell on Amazon and so um, as one of their marketplace sellers. Um, so I'm familiar enough with Amazon to understand how things work on there and, and you know, to, to be able to research and to, um, you know, write a good landing page and things like that. And then, um, you know, I worked, uh, did some editing, so I knew I could create a, a clean, clean book and clean copy without um, investing too much in that. And actually, my brother um, is an illustrator. Uh, and so... Oh my gosh, that's, that's perfect. Really nice when you're, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, you know, I remember calling him and asking if you could do the cover. He's like, well, do you have money? I'm like, well, not that much. He's like, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> so um, it's worked out uh, for sure um, for both of us since then. Um, but yeah, if so for me at that time, I, I, I wasn't looking for that because I knew how to do everything basically myself to get it out there, especially for my first book you know, we'll put it out um, and see what happens. So, so I didn't really have any um, goals of being traditionally published at that time. Um, and actually, uh, I, I never sent it out to anybody or anything like that. The publisher came to me after about a year or so, because again, it was doing uh, pretty well on Amazon. Okay. And how have you liked the experience? I mean, it, you are kind of what we would term a hybrid author, where you've experienced mm-hmm. the independent publishing and the traditional publishing side, um, what are some of the, you know, what do you like about either side of the publishing spectrum there? Yeah, for sure. So um, it's been, it's been really great working with them. Um, It's Andrews McNeil Publishing um, and uh, they've been really great to work with. Um, And so uh, some nice things about that is that they do um, a lot of the work that I hate like layout, <laughs> I would always do the layout of my books. And the first couple of times I just went crazy for days trying to figure out how to make that work. Sure. Um, and the book that I'm doing right now um, that's coming out later this year is um, interactive fiction book, kind of like a, one of those old choose your own adventure books. 
Um, and, and that w- would have been a nightmare to lay out. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, and, and of course, you know, having editors and, and things like that um, over on that side, and then they can help get it in different places and, and things like that. So um, they've been really helpful and they've been really um, willing to, to collaborate with me too, um, which is nice. I know a lot of times people go to traditional publishers and they don't have a lot of input on things. Um, but, you know, I, I work very closely. My brother's still the illustrator. Um, so I work very closely with him on the cover and on the interior illustrations and things like that. Um, and uh, so they've been really great to work with. So um, I've enjoyed that a lot. Nice. Um, I will probably still do some um, some self-publishing too. Um, so one thing that I, I tried um, under a pen name real quick um, was uh, a book um, that uh, that kind of goes along with the, the Fortnite craze. Um, sure. And so when, when Fortnite came out, I, I, I was playing, I'm like, oh, you know what, I could do a, a fun game about the a fun story about this. Um, so I, I wanted to get it out really quickly. Um, and, and so I talked to my publisher about it and they were interested in it. But um, I wanted I, I was writing it in September. I wanted to try to get it out for Christmas and they couldn't get it out till the next the following May or something like that. Um, so I was like, well, you know what, we'll self-publish it and see what happens. So I, I self-published it to get it out before Christmas. It, it really worked out. So, you know, I think that, um, there's a lot of cases where that kind of thing works, where maybe there, there's not a clear path for it in the traditional world, or there's a, a time element to it that it makes sense to get it out right away. Sure. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 I know how to do the self-publishing, so I'm happy to continue doing it. Um, I think right now my big projects, um, I'm looking to, to continue traditional publishing because, like I said, it's it's worked out well so far for me with that. Sure. Um, are you able to share your pen name or do you keep that? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's um, Matt Corver. Um, it's a combination of two Cleveland Cavalier basketball player names um, uh-huh. at the time they played for the Cavs. And so um, anyways. That and in these series is called um, Battle Island, so it's a uh, battle royale adventure. Which you know, if you squint, it looks a lot like Fortnite. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so kids, kids really like that. Um, and uh, that's been a neat thing to do on the side. Yeah, that is neat. So, how long does it take you to write one of these books? It's it seems like you've got well, you've got nine books on your website and then these mm-hmm. under your pen name that aren't even on your website. So what seems like you, you can write pretty quickly. What is that process like? Yeah. Well, one of the things is I'm writing middle grade novels um, and these are 20 to 30,000 words. So it's not war and peace. So yeah. it's pretty easy to get done um, quickly. So that's a nice thing for sure. Um, I write them, they, they take generally two to six months. Um, I know there's people who go a lot faster than that, especially with something with something uh, that short. So I, I feel like it takes me a long time to write um, these things, but I think in the grand scheme of things, it's not uh, too bad. But um, from start to finish, and usually I find that uh, the first book in the series, I write way faster. And then the second one, for whatever reason, it takes me twice yeah. as long. And I'm, I'm sitting with that right now. Um, with this book. So I, I feel like the first book in the series, you just kind of feel like, you know, you're f- free, everything's free and you can do whatever you want. Um, and for me, it goes so fast. And then the, the, the second um, book in the series, and it seems like as it goes on, you get a little bit more used to it, but uh, I'm in the second book right now and it sure. is a real slog. Now, do you type or do you dictate? Um, I type everything. Uh, I'm just faster okay, at typing. Sure than talking and I can't stand to listen to myself either. So I, you know, I'm not going to listen to this podcast. 
uh, if I never have to hear my voice again, that'll be great. So then you're not going to be um, narrating so, your own audiobooks or anything. <laughs> no, no way, no way. I actually on um, the Trapped in a Video Game series, I, th- there's a great audiobook narrator who does it. Um, his name is Kirby Hayborn. He's done so many books, and I, I just I get a kick out of it. I just listen to it sometimes for fun because uh, he's so great. So no, I could never do that. Which books did you say? Um, the oh, trapped in the video game books. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. It, it's tremendous. But no, I, I, I bought a microphone, um, thinking I would do it, and uh, now I just use it whenever I yeah. play video games. So it you're like, I thought I'm using it. It's just. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it sounds like you know, from your own childhood, you kind of like gathered in inspiration from what you liked as like you said a 10 year old boy and then probably Mm -hmm. I would imagine having your own kids kind of gives you some inspiration obviously the Layla and Nugget series um, your daughter and your dog Um, are there other places that you get inspiration or are you like me and you can pretty much get inspiration from like anything <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I um, I guess it's a mix of things. I mean, I, honestly, the the biggest ins- the inspiration for the the big ideas in a book are the things that I liked yeah. growing up and the things that you know I can remember really identifying with. And that goes for the different books. And so, um, like for instance, this last book I wrote uh, is um, you know, it's it's a video game, but it's it's kind of like an Indiana Jones type of adventure. Um, because I remember just right. loving that as a kid, you know, and and then I. And, and so, so that kind of thing, um, in the, the one trapped in a video game book, there's, um, a lot of spy elements. Cause I, I love spy stuff growing up. I always ask my parents to buy me, um, you know, like spy gear that you can listen and to people and things like that, those kind of toys. And they never bought it for me for Christmas because they knew <laughs> I would spy on them. Um, but you know, so I put that stuff in my book. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of thing. Um, and then, um, Honestly, uh, you know, when I go for a walk with the dog, a lot of times I just just think and, and I come up with some of my best ideas there um, or, you know, driving or something like that. And just it, I find that if I'm quiet and, and staring at a page or quiet and not doing anything else eventually and, and just kind of thinking through a problem, um, eventually things will come. So, um, yeah. And, and again, it's it's fun as an author to be able to kind of sneak things in from your life, you know, whether it's names of people or places around you and things like that. You know, I've had people read my books and, and kind of point things out like, Oh, Hey, uh, you know, I didn't know that anybody else knew this, but this is the sledding hill by me. I'm like, yeah, I know that's the sledding hill two right. minutes away from where I grew up. So um, things like that is just, it, I get a kick out of putting that kind of stuff in um, that, you know, people may not get, but it, it's just yeah, fun to be able to fun. do that. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I always wonder, you know, some people talk about writer's block or um, like they can't come up with anything to write. And I just, I, I can't relate to that. So it sounds like you and I would probably get along just fine as far as like, yeah, we've got plenty <laughs> of ideas. It's just then we need to have the time to write. <laughs> to sit down. Yeah. And, and I think it's a mix of things because, um, you know, when I do school visits, I, I go through this whole thing um, and, and talk about how, you know, and trying, I try to write a book um, and, and what I was talking a little bit about what I was talking about at the beginning and, and um, 
I was just getting in my own way, you know, and, and I talk about that, you know, I, I realize that I must hate writing and that gets a lot of gasps because I'm an author and I'm there to talk about how much, how great writing is. Uh, but then, you know, I talk about, I, I don't hate writing. There's this guy who lives in my head. His name is Doug and Doug hates writing, you know, and, and Doug is lazy. Doug loves, you know, sitting on the couch and, and um, you know, just looking through the internet and things like that. And so to, if I'm going to figure out how to write this book, I need to figure out how to way to be Doug. Um, and then my school visits, I kind of talk through some ways to, that I do that. But, you know, I've had to do, and I still have to do a lot of times, um, take some drastic measures. Uh, I have a program on my computer called Freedom that shuts down the internet, um, for, you know, and I can't turn it back on to my phone, to my computer, no matter what. Um, and I find that I have to, to turn that on a lot if I want to write, because, you know, I, I'll just come up with 20 different things to, to decide to do rather than sit down and, and do the work. Um, so for me, once I actually sit down and decide, hey, I'm going to concentrate and work on this, uh, it comes a lot easier. But before that, um, it's sure. just tough some days, you know, and it's it's hard work. And, uh, you know, so I wouldn't say I'm somebody who just sits down and, and, and loves writing every second of the day. Um, but, you know, I always love having written and having done something that day. Uh, yeah. so that's kind of and now do you write me. every day? Um, you know, I try to, for sure. And it's, uh, it, we, we've had to adjust, um, you know, I, I started writing before we had kids and then after we have kids and actually having multiple kids, sure. uh, it looks a lot different <laughs> than what it used to be. So I, I used to write, um, my time to write used to be every morning for two hours. I get up at six and work till eight to, to write till eight. And then I have the rest of my day in front of me and things like that. So, um, now the kids get up, uh, about halfway through that and I'm not getting mm-hmm. up at five. Um, and so, um, and, and then it's tough too to, to work, uh, in the office as I'm finding out now with quarantine and things like that. Um, and, uh, work at, work in the office at the house uh, cause the kids are barging in all the time and, and things like that. Um, and so a lot of times I'll, I'll work at the library. So I'll go to the library a couple of days a week. Um, and, uh, that's really helpful to do. So, uh, that's kind of what my day looks like. And so I, I do try to write every day, um, and uh, some days, you know, I'll, I'll, a lot of times, a lot of weeks, I'll try to write for 20 hours a week. So whatever that looks like. So that's usually, you know, maybe a couple of days in there, I'm not writing, but other days I'm writing six hours a day or something like that. Um, but about 20 hours a week. And, and I try to write every day or at least, um, you know, sure. work on something like yeah, that every that's day. Great. And so writing is your full time, your full time job now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I'm really thankful for that, that it provides that kind of an income. Um, I do um, still have the business. So I mentioned earlier that I, that oh, I would sure. sell on Amazon on the side. So that kind of runs itself right now. Um, and so I haven't had to give that up. So I do, you know, a little bit of work, maybe a couple hours a week on that. Um, but besides that, writing is the full time job. And so, you know, I'm trying to sit down and get pen to paper for 20 hours a week. But then there's all other sorts of things that are involved in it, whether it's, you know, going back and forth on layout and edits or uh, school visits, setting up that kind of thing and um, sure. marketing and things like yeah. that. So, well, can you share anything about the story you're working on right now? Or is that top secret? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not top secret. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I finished, uh, so I, I wrote the Trapped in a Video Game series as a five um, book series. Um, just because I didn't, uh, 
you know, I didn't want to keep escalating the conflict and things like that. I just wanted to keep it five books um, and, and stop there. So I wrote the, that fifth book um, and a lot of people were asking me to write something else. And, um, you know, I, and so I didn't want to do the same characters and things like that, but um, I thought about it a little bit more. I thought it'd be fun to do kind of like a spin-off adventure of that chapter in a video game series. So um, it's called Escape from a Video Game. Uh, again, very nice. cleverly titled. Uh, yeah. It uh, kind of says what it's about. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's an interactive book. Um, again, like those tra- choose your own adventure stories. Um, and so uh, in this, in that series, you are the hero. Um, and you kind of go into these, uh, each book is kind of a standalone adventure. Um, and you go into the different ones. And so um, I finished the first one. Again, we're, we're going back and forth on layout right now and, and things like that. Um, but that one is, is more of an Indiana Jones type of adventure. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some, some puzzles in there um, and some uh, neat little things that I tried to, to throw in that, um, you know, I don't remember seeing in any other kinds of, uh, of those books. And so I'm, I'm excited for people to see some of the surprises and little um, hidden things in, in that book. Um, so I, I did that. Um, and that right now, the thing I'm working on writing now is the, the follow-up to that. Um, so I've always liked like murder mystery stories and there's not a lot of uh, children's murder mystery book because right. murder is in the title right. and it doesn't go over too well with kids. <laughs> um, uh, but, um, you know, in video games, like death is an established thing and it's not like permanent. It's, you know, in, in the chapter in the video game books, you quote unquote die, people die a lot, but it's not real death it's video game death and you come back and things like that so um i figured you could get away with uh you know a, a, a quote-unquote murder mystery um in here and it's uh, it's one of those where um you know everybody's trapped in the same video game together and then um you're trying to figure out who is the one who's getting rid of everybody else so um it takes place uh you know on a spaceship and, and you go to different planets and things like that um, so that's been uh, an interesting challenge and um, a little bit uh, different. I'm kind of pulling my hair out I was going right to say that sounds like a lot of uh, but, fun to um, read, but it sounds like a lot of work to write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And with the Layla Nugget, um, those mysteries are very, sure. you know, very simple, um, very straightforward. You know, there's there's kind of three red herring clues that they think is something but it's not but there's kind of hidden clues throughout that point to the real answer so that's the thing and with this um you know you have a lot of different i found out that you have a lot of different things to juggle so there's the the spaceship part and the the adventure part but then also the mystery part and um the different characters and so uh it's the book uh there's a lot of things i'm gonna have to throw away (laughs) while writing this but um i think i'm finally on the right path and, um, you know, hopefully it'll be done uh, soon. I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, but after that, um, I'll have some free time to, to kind of figure out what, what projects yeah, I want to do next. And, and that'll be exciting. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with me today. And I am really excited about some of these things. I have four boys myself, so I need to get my hands on your books. And yeah, yep. So oh, I've been talking yeah. to them about them. We just haven't um, gotten one yet. So got to do that. <laughs> oh, cool. They there are you go. Are they, uh, are they into and video Actually, games? all four of my boys do like to <laughs> read. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? So. Oh, man, that's awesome. Very good. Yeah. I always say the, you know, there's um the, the Venn diagram of kids who love to read and uh, kids who hate <laughs> reading is like a perfect circle. 
but uh, apparently it's yeah, not that perfect because right. your kids like both, so that's good. <laughs> that's I'm, right. I'm happy well, we, we definitely limit the video games, and they can read whenever they want, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there well, you go. I've already shared your website, um, DustinBradyBooks.com. Um, but where else can mm-hmm. people get a hold of you? Or is that the best place if somebody wanted to um, learn more about you, about your books, or even just to contact you? Yeah, sure. They can. Um, yeah, there's a contact form in there that goes to my email um, or they can email me directly at Dustin at DustinBradyBooks.com. Um, but that's the best place. I'm not don't do too much on social media. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're Beautiful. Amazon. They can find myself. Well, Dustin, thanks again for your time. And this was great. Yeah, thanks for having me. All it, was, right. it was fun to Take talk care. to you. I appreciate it. So there you have it, friends. That was my interview with Dustin Brady. And to be honest, we had quite a discussion after the interview. And I came to realize that I'm just going to have to have him back on the show because he is really keen in the marketing realm. And I'll tell you what, that is one area where I feel I have a lot to learn. And so if that's something that would interest you, please let me know. Leave a message go to sarahfenlandfalk.com and let me know. Please, let's talk about marketing. And I'd be happy to um, ask Dustin to come back and share his knowledge with us. So that would be really great. In other news, I'm so excited to share. I haven't shared this yet on the podcast, but I have been working with my dad who has just written his first book. Interestingly enough, he has had the title for about two years, and I said, okay, you have to write the book. You've got the title. You have to write the book. So finally, he just challenged himself, well, and I challenged him too. I kind of dogged him about it, like, come on, keep writing. How many words have you written today, et cetera, et cetera. But he finally got the book written We've sent it to the publisher. I've been working on content edits and fixing up and that kind of thing. And um, we've got a cover designed. And so I think that I'm going to be releasing the cover very soon because that book should probably be coming out very soon. We have not set a release date, but I will tell you the title because maybe it would be fun to have my dad come on the show and do an interview about his book. I think that would be really great. The title of Gary Fenlon's book is Ordinary Guy, Extraordinary God. How God Showed an Ordinary Man His Amazing Ways. And it's the story of my dad's faith journey from when he was a young boy growing up on a farm and to present day. And I'll tell you what, I learned a lot reading his book, and I grew up with the man, so (laughs) it was very interesting. And I have to say, you know, I'm a mental health therapist, and I think that my dad, in his years of pastoring, has seen more um, crisis 
situations than I have even in my profession. So um, it was really interesting and educational, honestly, to read his book. So I think you'll enjoy it. I'll keep you updated on that and um, just give you the, the info as it comes. And that's just something fun to look forward to. And as for me, I am still working on books four, five, and six in the Sage Cheval series. Books one, two, and three are available for purchase in ebook and paperback form on Amazon and anywhere you buy books. So you can look for those there. If you've read them, if you have already read The Servant Prince, which is book one in the Sage Cheval series, please go to Amazon and leave a review because that is how other people find books and it really helps. So I would just be so thankful if you did that. And that is all I have for updates today. If you have any questions or any topics you would like to hear discussed on this channel, please feel free to leave a voicemail, a message, go to sarahfenlandfalk.com and you can contact me there or Storyteller Station Facebook group. I would be happy to talk to you there as well. All right, friends, I hope that you have a great week and stay tuned. I have another interview coming to you next week. I was able to speak with Jeffrey Brown, author and illustrator, the Chicagoland-based um, author and illustrator. And so that was really fun. I hope that you'll tune in next time and give it a listen. All right. Have a wonderful week. And until then, create something great.